Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio show number 463. And today's topic is all about the role that effective communication plays in driving productivity. And I'll be introducing this week's guest to you shortly. Um, For those who are less familiar with Engage for Success, we are a not-for-profit movement and we're the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups, developing research, publishing case studies and shining a light on great practice. You can find out more and sign up for our weekly newsletter by visiting our website at engageforsuccess.org and that's where you'll also be able to listen to the great archive of radio shows from what is now over eight years of weekly shows so an enormous uh, and rich resource there so I'm Jo Moffat I'm one of the regular hosts of Engage for Success radio and as Engage for Success is very much a voluntary movement and dependent upon the energy and time of our volunteers I like most of our volunteers have a day job and my day job is managing director and founder of Woodread which is a specialist creative agency where we use the tools the techniques and the insight-led approach of the advertising and marketing world to help our clients create great places to work, high-performing cultures of engaged employees. So today's show, um, the role that effective communication plays in driving productivity. And I'm very pleased to welcome this week's guest, Chris Andrew, who is Strategy Director at Cabern Hope. And Chris and I are going to be discussing and exploring this topic for the next half an hour. Um, So uh, welcome to the show, Chris. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, Joe. No, pleasure to be here. Good. Well, absolutely. And and we were just saying before we came on air, um, some common ground in terms of um, what we're what we're about and what we do. But and you were saying that you you had involvement with Engage with Success way back when in the in the sort of early years. So back when we used to have guru groups and practitioner groups, um, and uh, we're now we're now very much just all part of the. Um, all part of the gang wherever we you know wherever we can bring value to to really share that share that great practice and share case studies and uh, and and insights so it's great to have you with us to talk about communication because that is to me in, um, communication is always very much the glue that holds our four enablers of engagement that we talk about to engage for success together so um, I'll be very very interested to hear what you've got to say about that but before we get into that can you perhaps just let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and your professional background Chris yeah absolutely um, so thank you uh, so uh, yeah, my current role um, is strategy director as you say at Kevin Hope and we are um, similar to, to, to you and your organization in terms of uh, being a specialist employee communications company um, okay. I've been there for uh, just coming up to to 10 years um, right. I actually started off um, I probably shouldn't share all of this, but I, I, I'm, I'm essentially a failed architect. Um, that's, all right. <laughs> that's my, my kind of background. So for, all the way through, um, you know, school and university, I think I needed, I, I wanted to be an architect. And then <clears throat> one reason or another, uh, I ended up not going down that, uh, down that path. And I almost sort of fell into um, 
marketing and and advertising um working uh, at a at a newspaper that used to sponsor copywriting workshops for local education authorities to help to communicate more uh, sort of effectively around their offer to to teachers and things like that so um i i sort of got bitten by the by the agency um uh, bug and just really enjoyed um seeing how how effective uh you know thoughtful communication can be in terms of differentiating organizations and, uh, and and thinking about how you communicate with with emotion in order to to stand out um, so that was kind of how I ended up going into uh, this and uh, since then been spending the last sort of 15 plus years uh, I worked in an agency uh, in London that specialized in employer brand and, and value propositions so all around that kind of talent attraction piece um, uh, which was also incredibly exciting and I've worked on value propositions across um, people like Barclays and Orange and, uh, and Cadbury and a whole host of organizations at the time which was uh, was fantastic and I've then taken that that knowledge and experience into my uh, into my current role Okay. Okay. Lovely. Good. Um, excellent stuff. So um, I know one of the things that you think it, it, you're very keen on, um, on, on, on talking about, and, and I, you know, I agree, it's a very, very important thing. Is um, sustained and meaningful culture change is is obviously what an awful lot of organisations are trying to do. But it's not, it's not just sort of any old culture change, is it? it it's it, you believe that it needs to be in line with the business's strategy and objectives, and I'm absolutely with you there. Um, why would you do it otherwise? Um, so I wonder if we can start by talking about how the role that communication, in your, in your mind, the role that communication can play in driving culture change that is aligned with an organization's strategy and objectives. Of course. Um... So, God, where to start? Um, you know, ch- change, is, change is one of those things that we are biologically designed to resist. You know, it, it yes. brings up all of our survival, fight or flight, you know, change is bad. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and organizations now more than ever um, are, are constantly changing. Um, and communication plays a pivotal role in <clears throat> making that a pleasant and meaningful experience. Um, or something that, that that can can cause a huge amount of anxiety and stress and uh, and uncertainty. Um, so I think that communication as a as a concept has a uh, a huge part to play um, when it comes to that. I mean, I'm, when it comes to you know how to communicate a business's strategy, but also their purpose and you know what culture is in terms of a, an, an output and, and and what does that what does that mean and where does that that come from. Um, the way in which organizations communicate um, effectively um, is I think the difference between you know success and failure with a, with a lot of these with a lot of these uh, things and you know a business strategy is is something that in order for it to be effective in my experience and in, and in my opinion um, it needs to be communicated in a way that is uh, easy to digest, but is also meaningful. And I think, you know, every employee needs to understand the first question that we always ask ourselves, you know, as employees is what's in it for me, whether we yeah. are communicating purpose or change or transformation or the way that in which my, I'm rewarded or what my pension contributions mean or what the soup of the day is in the canteen. You know, these are all just aspects of the employee experience. And we need to think about what is in it for, for me. So when it comes to communicating something like a business strategy, um, 
trying to think about that in terms of how does every single employee within that organization, regardless of where they are in the business and what they're doing, um, that they can see some kind of connection between what they do day to day with what that strategy is and why it's come about. And it's that, that understanding of then how do you, and we spoke a little bit before we, before we came on air around, around the connection with, with marketing. And in, a, in the world of marketing, we focus on uh, plays a great, place great importance on understanding our audience, you know, thinking about um, uh, target audience groups, demographics, um, uh, this, you know, the, the kinds of channels that people like to, uh, to use, um, the kind of the nature of the roles that, uh, that those different um, people are, um, are, are doing. And, you know, thinking about how do we bring all of that together in a way that enables us to communicate with people that feels like they're being spoken to by someone who knows them um, uh, and can, can really make that, you know, make that connection, make an emotional connection with people. Okay. And, and so um, where does the responsibility for doing that effectively lie? Is it, is it, a, is it the comms department, the internal comms department, in, an internal comms team, um, or, or where, in your view, Chris? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and I've been on a number of panel discussions that have this debate all the time. You know, is it the business? Is it internal comms? Is it, a, is it HR? Is it leaders? And the answer is it's kind of a bit of, a bit of everything. Um, there needs all the to be above, a, yeah. The, well, well, yes, but it needs to be obviously managed um, yeah. in, in a way. And I have a feeling we'll probably talk at some point perhaps about communication overload, which I know is a big yes. challenge at the moment. And, and, and that, the answer yeah. to that, yeah. And the answer to that question probably isn't, well, let's just get everybody involved in this um, because that scattergun approach obviously doesn't work either. But I think when, when there is, in order for these things to really start to connect in a meaningful way with people, we need to make sure that you've got leaders on board and you've got managers engaged, but also you are seeing relevant information in terms of how you know, your organization is communicating about, I don't know, about ESG, about diversity and inclusion, about well-being, um, all of these aspects. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're all doing different things, but that there is some level of alignment around those, uh, around those messages. Now, inevitably, someone needs to, to drive that. Um, and a lot of the time, that ends up being the internal communications team. Although, in my experience, that tends to vary depending on where that team sits sometimes they sit in corporate affairs uh, which means that they sometimes have to wear an external communications hat as well and that means that there isn't always as as much time um, uh, and, and energy and capacity that they can put into internal engagement and, and, and driving that sometimes it's within HR and you know regardless of the situation I think that there is a there's a level of responsibility for them to be curating um, that story um, and, and helping to bring better collaboration and break down some of those boundaries so that everyone is uh, communicating in a in a consistent way yes yes okay and and you 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 very touched on um, this issue of communications overload and of course um, you know if you if you literally let the world and their wife be pushing out comms right left and center it's not managed it's not curated it's not focused and it can very quickly lead to communication overload um, but even with all the best will in the world um, even in an organization where they're trying to manage uh, the message a little bit more um, employees can feel a bit overwhelmed sometimes can't they they they, they can um, and now 
post-pandemic, I think it's it's become even more of a challenge where mm. we are, you know, there are there are more channels than ever. Um, there is a risk of uh, of people sort of duplicating um, content across multiple channels, and and that sometimes gets done with the best of intentions to ensure that people see it and that it you know mm. stands out above the noise and those kinds of those terms that I hear um, mm. a lot. But what it can do is then just feel like even even more communication so people are getting particularly in in larger matrixed organizations where they're receiving information from not just their you know their team but their department their uh their 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 geography you know the country that they're based in and so on and so forth and there's there's sort of differing versions of perhaps the same stories then as as then as what come uh, as well as then what comes through from global for example so there's there's a lot of different backs to that and a lot of um uh, organizations that we work with are really struggling with how do you how do you streamline and simplify yeah. um, those yeah. aspects yes in order to bring it down I, I think it's a it's a real it's a real conundrum isn't it because it's often with the best of intentions um, if you think about both you and I coming from a, a you know a marketing and external comms perspective initially way back when where you where you always start with the audience and you start with audience insight, what that tells us is that people have different preferences as to how they like to receive comms. So they might want to do it on an online app on their phone, or they might, like, they might prefer email, or they might prefer to see, read an infographic, or they might prefer to watch a video. And the best of intentions is, well, look, we know that our audiences have got different preferences as to how they will like to receive comms. So we better, we better send it all out across the whole blooming lot, you know? <laughs> and, and before you know it, what started out as the best of intentions and ends up fueling that awful feeling of overwhelm, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. And even things like um, uh, I've seen in lots of organizations, and it can work really well where you're giving people an option to read, watch, and listen to a piece of content, for example, um, which, uh, you know, I think if it's uh, that that is being done in order to enable people who like to absorb information in different ways um, to to sort of choose and that there's a level of of preference. And I think it's just and, and I think a, a level of, of, of people and employee preferences is really important when it comes to employee communication. And, um, you know, we're all consumers um, at the end of the day in marketing world, mm-hmm. and we're used to being able to have a certain level of control and flexibility and choice over how we how we absorb um, communication. I think it's just important that when that is done, that it doesn't feel like it's you know duplication um yes. as as you say yes so would your recommendation then be that um you should offer the choice at the point of delivery rather than sending it out through one channel over here and then a day or two later another channel over there and then a day or two later or even at the same time another channel over here so that people almost waste time looking at something three times and thinking hang on i've already seen this i've already read it or whatever um, your 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 recommendation is give them the choice at the point they receive whatever it is they're receiving. Yes, to an extent. I think it depends on the situation, but uh, the, uh-huh. the risk with not doing that is that it's very easy to confuse people and to not know, and for people to then not know if they're looking at the same thing or not, and then as you say, they either waste time or then they feel concerned that they've missed something that they should have have seen and it's very easy for to to create that that sort of feeling of that sense of unrest i suppose um Mm. so doing it at all in one go gives people the 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 options but then 
ideally they are still then going to a a single place where they've got those those options um, uh, rather than feeling that they might have have missed out on on something so the risk of, of doing it all in one go and saying here are three different ways of doing it is that someone doesn't see that and then and yeah. then you miss them um, which is why it's so important to then think about the you know the the channel strategy and, uh, and an organization's um, approach um, to, to, to make sure and I think it's that you know that kind of data back background side um, that's also uh, really important. What I didn't mention earlier and the reason why I mentioned that I'm a failed architect which doesn't sound like a great opening liner um, as, a, uh, as, as an expert on something was that what I loved about that which was about this mixture of, 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 of data and science and physics but then also with creativity and yes. you know understanding the kind of emotional impact that design can have on on people's feelings when they go into a huge room or they go into a cathedral or whatever the kind of impact that that has on on mm. you emotionally as well as then yeah. the complexity of getting it there is exactly what i love about communication employee communication yes. particularly because again like marketing you're dealing with demographics and audience groups and you're trying to understand them and, and create and use technology and use data to focused and meaningful messages but hmm. it's then that you know that connection to the to the to the creative and the excitement that really that really stands out and I suppose yeah. in addition to that then with employees we're dealing with with not just demographics and customers but you're dealing with people with hopes and dreams and and aspirations so the the need to get that right is 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 even more important um, so I think it's so so I think when it comes to the, the the way in which people communicate and the and the overlays, I mean, I've I've sort of gone backwards and forwards, and I think that there's a there's an aspect to me now of of testing things much more regularly and getting feedback and you know active okay. listening to, to to get an understanding of of how people are understanding and being able to use the technology and the the platforms that provide you with a you know a huge amount of um, of meaningful and useful insight around what's working and, and what's not but I think the important thing now for me I've I've, re I've noticed over the last few years we I used to do sort of 12 month potentially even 24 month communication strategies we now do three month communication strategies because things things change so things quickly change. And thinking about yeah yeah absolutely and and, and people yeah. change and the business changes and expectations change and I think having an agile and iterative approach to how you engage with people and try stuff and if it doesn't work then you can try something different and try something uh, and, else but, 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 yeah yeah absolutely but try to get an understanding of what works and what didn't and be able to in an agile way start to just sort of in, refine and improve as you mm. go now there is a risk that that feels like comms overload again um, because that's yeah. about lots of stuff. But but I don't know what you think um, because I know we kind of work, work in, in in similar worlds. Um, when you I, are I when yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say when when you are communicating, um, it's it's when things are inconsistent and incoherent and unexpected that I think breeds this kind of sense of overload um, is yeah. when you're seeing lots of stuff that kind of scattergun approach whereas if you are seeing um, a, a thought through campaign of communications across some agreed channels that all have a similar style or a, you know they're even connected together with some kind of a, a campaign or there is an overarching piece that that binds them all together then even though you are seeing lot you know you're, you're seeing a certain amount of communication it doesn't perhaps feel 
as overwhelming because there is because mm. they're they're all connected together. I don't know what you think. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree. I I would say that word consistency is probably one of the most important and often overlooked words actually. And you know, we know we know that consistency of tone, consistency of tone of voice, you know, consistency of message um is is absolutely crucial um and is is often missed and particularly um you, you struggle to get that consistency when communication is too broadly the responsibility for developing and delivering communication is too broadly given so you get lots of inconsistency of voice inconsistency of style inconsistency of message so um i think mm. i think that's really important I, I love your point about architecture actually it's i was just thinking about it as you were describing it i think it's really interesting interesting thoughts it's probably one of the few professions that actually does have that combination of science and arts isn't it that's that, yeah. that, that yeah. um transact you know that sort of rational and emotional um what you you know you called it the physics you know it's 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 i can't actually think of any many other uh professions that bring you that so um actually one of our copywriters on our team is that is actually a qualified architect so there must be a bit of a trend here chris well there you go you know it is that mix of um of, of the creativity and the science behind it and i think it you know for me that that kind of feeling is of going into one of those those buildings and that kind of you know wow um feeling is 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 kind of what we aim for when it comes to um when it comes to employee engagement and 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 communication you know everything that we do from communication is about is about trying to inspire people about a new way of doing something you know yes. it's uh, as, yeah. as oh, i feel like i'm i, I know i'm preaching i couldn't agree, the, I couldn't agree more converted, it, but yeah no, I couldn't you agree know, more. A, I mean, it's it, audience, internal audiences deserve the quality of communication that perhaps organisations more tend to more uh, apply to their external audiences. And that doesn't mean that it has to be the same budget. I'm always at great pains to say that. It doesn't have to be the same budget, but it needs the same care, the same attention, the same rigour. And and, that, and as you say, that, that word inspirational, you know, comes that inspire you. Um, bit challenged to do you know what how inspiring is the ch- choice of soup in the canteen today but you know i take your you know, i take your <laughs> i absolutely take your point you know it's, you're, you're you're right so let's move on to that how do we um in in the uh eight minutes or so that we've got remaining let's just talk a little bit more about how do we create inspiring communications that do have that stand out what are, what would be the key points for you okay um so I think that uh, and I do a lot of work um, both both with, within uh, the sort of in, traditional internal communications world, but also um, within um, HR and whether that's around employee value propositions or employer brands, but also how do you communicate um, career opportunities and how and how people are rewarded and all of those kinds of aspects and 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 with any piece of communication, even a I don't know a pension change, you know, is an opportunity to to communicate in a way that that inspires i think uh, i think that it's very easy to shy away from um from doing things and it's not about being sort of fun or flippant but you know creativity and you can be intelligent with with that in a way that really stands out and gets people thinking um and 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 feels different regardless of what the the subject matter is and i think it's just about understanding understanding what what it is that you're that you're trying to communicate what is that change what is that challenge what are the 
any kind of blockers or, or, or you know, um, sort of cynicism that, that, it, that it might be met with or whatever the, you know, whatever the change might be and think about what are the, you know, the real key points that you want to, uh, to, to, to get out of, uh, of that. I mean, we, we adopt a, a very similar, a very simple model when it comes to communication strategy, which we refer to as inspire, engage, and inform as three mm-hmm. tiers of information. Um, and it's very similar to how, you know, Google or YouTube does their, their sort of hero hub hygiene type strategy on, you know, for video content, if you're familiar with that. So the idea is that, I don't know, someone like Dyson would, uh, you know, they're at an inspire level, their um their marketing is all about british design sustainability you know industrial design it's a a a lifestyle that you're buying into bagless technology etc etc at the inform level that's you know how do you how do you change your filter um uh, on my vacuum cleaner now those bits of information are both very important but how to change a filter doesn't sell vacuum cleaners so it's Mm -hmm. the you know that that inspire piece is about is about showing the bigger picture and, and connecting people to that bigger picture and selling that that lifestyle. And it's very much the same when it comes to any kind of piece of employee communication, in my view. And it's about how do you connect it to the organization and, mm-hmm. and 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 connect that thing in a meaningful way so that it is so that it is inspiring. And that's you know that, that's not just about the about the purpose and where it's driving, but also about an understanding of of people and you mentioned you know consistency of tone and that kind of that that personality that we and the language that we use and the imagery that we use and also the way in which it is communicated all have uh, the opportunity to inspire uh, and, and that will depend on the organization and what you're trying to uh, to do sometimes it's about doing something unexpected um, uh, or, or it's about using a, uh, a particularly charismatic leader to, to, to do something, or, um, uh, or, or it's about perhaps not sustainably um, very friendly, but sending something to people's homes because people don't get posted anymore, or whatever it might be that's going to be yeah. a slightly different thing that really, that really stands out and gets them to think um, differently and thinks mm-hmm. positively you know about the business and what they're they're trying to do and i think that the the power of brand and message and creativity and creativity isn't just about look and feel obviously as you will know um it's also about the the ideas that go into how you then deliver uh, those communications as well that have the the capacity to inspire the middle bit um, just quickly because i know we're short on time is engaged and i think that that's really important too because i think in many organizations um employee communication is seen as a one-way exercise apart from a yeah. you know an annual an, an annual engagement survey um which personally i think is you know is is for a di- from a different era um and uh, and we need to be focusing on 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 much more regular insight and and feedback a year feels like a very long time these days in the world of work it totally does, um, doesn't it? yeah but that engaged piece is about you know creating a two-way conversation making that social connection with people giving them an opportunity as we know one of the fundamental uh, aspects of, of engagement is about people feeling like they're heard and that they have a voice and that they are valued mm. um and that 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 two-way aspect of any communication is so so important um to ensure that that buy-in and also making sure that you are using um and uh, and really harnessing the the power of your people in terms of champions and advocates and leaders and all of these people who can help to really amplify messages so that they feel much more real and authentic 
um, uh, also helps to helps to you know drive that inspiration. Sure, absolutely. So at the heart of of creating cut through, it's about inspiring, it's about engaging and and informing and and understanding the the difference of what you need to do with each of those three prongs of that approach, really. Um, so let's just wrap up. I've got a couple of minutes left, Chris. Technology, I mean, it's moving at a rapid rate. The world of work has changed um, unrecognizably for many people in the last two years. Not everybody, of course. An awful lot of people are still having to continue to work, particularly those in frontline and operational roles, exactly as they always have done for the, for the last few years. Um, but how does, does technology help? So I missed that last bit. Do you say how does, does technology does help te or hinder? Does technology, does technology help or hinder um, in terms of playing to those three things of inspire, engage and inform? Well, I think, and it's a really good question. I think that it's that technology and the platforms that we use are, are another vehicle for communication and as long as we're using it in the right way then i think that there's a lot that we can learn i think um post pandemic the the, the pandemic was in many organizations a real leveler um mm. in terms of sort of equity and parity within organizations and who saw what and i think that one of the biggest challenges that we have coming out of that is how do you ensure that level of equity and access to information and technology can help to to provide that um, to an extent, but we need to make sure that we're not relying on the technology and that actually for people, for frontline employees, for example, the relationship with their, with their shift manager and the presentations and, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff is incredibly important and we still need to, yes. to do that. And I think it's very easy to yeah. think that a, I don't know, an engagement app is a silver bullet and that it's going to fix everything, which yeah. is, yes. is we must fine to lose an extent. Sight of but, the, yeah. yeah, we can't lose sight of the importance of the human, the human role. And, and that te technology should be a, a great, a great uh, servant rather than a master. So we've run out Absolutely. of time, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for listening to Engage with Success Radio. And thank you to this week's special guest, Chris Andrew, who is Strategy Director at Cabin Hope. And don't forget, as I said earlier, you can download or stream any of the great shows from our archive at any time just by visiting engagewithsuccess.org. And if you want to get involved in the movement, you can get in touch with us there too. So until next time, thank you very much and goodbye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.